0: What's up boys and girls, it's your boy Mr. Corn on the Might. welcome back to another episode of Crystal Tower, another busy month has passed for us and the game, with a number of European and American Crystal Cups, as well as one Japanese one, adding to the World Championship 2019 roster. As always, I'm joined by one of the 2019's World's Hopefuls, whose chances of qualifying are slipping further and further into the void with each event that passes. How's it going Rob?
1: I actually just don't like you. <laughs> I actually don't like But is it wrong? Anyway, hello to everyone else and wherever, man. I'm...
0: Anyway, as for our guest this episode, we're joined by probably the most successful European player to never attend the European Championship, mainly because he's qualified <laughs> both years and just decided that it isn't worth his while to travel to the UK and clap nerds like Rob all day. It's the Earth Crystal Cup champion, Mr. Patrick Ruger. How's it going, sir?
2: Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Nice to talk to you, finally.
0: Pleasure to have you here, man. All right. Well, we're just gonna roll straight in. Got a long list of topics here, as so we've been away quite a while again. Uh, yeah. So the the had the monthly news this time. It used to be weekly news, but because I've been so inconsistent, we've got the monthly news. And I want to start off quite interesting. I kind of had a look at the stats for certain events and stuff. And we've had uh, most of the season. Well, yeah, most of the Crystal Cups so far. I mean, all of the Crystal Cups of Opus Eight, more or less. Like the one happening right at the end of the format in, in and France. We'll have Dadaluma banned, so that's kind of like a, an 8.5 or something like that. But anyway, we've, so far we've had the winners being two Ice Earth decks, one Wind Water deck, one Ice Fire deck, two Mono Waters, and one Wind Earth, and that is, that is all the uh, European, American, and the Lone Japanese one from Opus 8, as far as I'm aware. Uh, the Mono Water one in Japan, uh, one in uh, America, so we've had no none in EU. We had only one wind earth in EU, uh, and one wind water, and they both came from JFB. Uh, so it's been a bit of a you know, as much as we're all saying wind is the the nuts element, uh, it seems that it's actually I don't know. It's not the most. Is it insane? I guess it's still really good, just that it hasn't had the representation, especially in this latest uh, Crystal Cup in Eindhoven, as as we might have expected. So uh, Rob, why do you think there's been there's been such a variation of of Winning deck so far in the Crystal Cups?
1: I think it's because as much as Wind is good, Sephiroth is just better at some points. Like, turn two, like two in into turn two Sephiroth S effect is probably going to carry the player further than North Lion Wattrill. I mean, if they draw into like, I don't know, like let's say a Death Gaze or something to take the Sephiroth, then like you're on even grounds, but most of the time, like Sephiroth is just a really strong card and i feel like even when you're playing like water ice or earth ice if you brick or something Sephiroth can just carry a game like you've got Sephiroth into the s effect into Renoa, and taking two cards from your opponent like every turn when especially if they can't do something for a turn it's nearly as strong as basically Thermitage Gasper that ran amok from like all of opus six so i feel like as much as Mono wind and wind water and earth wind with their consistencies, it still doesn't match up to discard four. All
0: right, Rob. So you think you think just ice? The power of discard is the reason ice has been able to take uh, three crystal cups so far. It's actually, I guess, it's in the, it's in the lead for the Opus Eight format. Two ice earth, one ice fire, coming from uh, North America as well. Uh, Patrick, obviously, you took ice earth and you went undefeated in in uh, Was there a particular reason you took uh, an ice deck over a win deck? Was it kind of similar to the, the things that Rob said about it being free wins and stuff like that with just discard?
2: Well, first off, I believe we have to look at the NA results from a different point of view to, to, uh, due to their uh, day two format.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Due sure. to
2: the fact that it's a top 32 single em- elimination matchup lottery for a world slot, basically. So I usually look at the top eight lists of NA at least, and I don't care too much about what won, and what didn't.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I was thinking Sorry. it's always quite a small sample size, only looking at the winners. I was just kind of curious if there was a correlation between between like the players and the and the decks, because we've had a lot of like well-known names across all the regions uh, winning. Obviously we have Harigai, who qualified for Worlds last year, winning the Japanese one. And uh, you know the NA faces, a couple of them are qualified for Worlds or they're just known people on the scene. Uh, same thing with the uh, the European ones so far. But yeah, as, as far as the top eight goes, if we could look at Eindhoven, we had we had one Wind Earth that made it into top eight after the draft and then lost out straight away. So that was what I wanted to talk about as well regarding the draft is that is it simply a case, do you think, of the people playing the Windex maybe just aren't very strong drafters?
2: Maybe it's the other point around. Maybe the Earth Wind players aren't the best Earth Wind players because I believe you have to have a certain playstyle to play it good. And people just don't test enough. There are certain matchups they have to test and they don't invest enough time to master them.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. As much strong as Dadaluma Cactuar is and Noctis Cecil and all these cool combos, Wind Earth got going on. it does. It's a very deck with a very high skill ceiling. Mirror matches in particular can be very complicated and go on for a while. And in general, the deck just uh, is designed to take a lot of damage, and a lot of the games that will win will go up to six. So in those games where you maybe go up to six too quickly or you just, you just make a mistake and give your opponent a lethal chance, while you're giving yourself a lot of room to... Uh, Make you know capitalize on on opportunity, also giving yourself a lot of time a lot of opportunities to uh fall into pitfalls and make mistakes all right so uh what do we think if we were just gonna say one one color for the open state format now that it's coming to a close, what do we think is actually the best color from a uh or best element from a competitive standpoint? do we think rob is it wind is it ice or is it is it fire?
1: Just pardon. I didn't hear the last choice, o- option. heard ice win and then <laughs> you crackled
0: a bit. You crackled? I said fire, Rob, did you hear it? Oh, I,
1: can't, I can't hear you. So, yeah, so win and ice, yeah, okay. Okay, so, cool, man. I yeah. think it's... I think I think it's, honestly, I think it's wind. Like, it's really, like... Okay, so, like, like what Patrick said, like, no offence to, like, NA and everything, I would, I would rather look at the top eight from day one Than what topped in day two, if that makes any sense so far. And I think you could say the same, like, working off based off what top eighted day one from European side as well. Like, what went undefeated one. And I feel like most of the decks that do really well in, like, day one have been, like, mono water or, like, kind of a water deck followed by, like, a couple of wind decks. And then you've got the ice decks. So it is those three sort of like matching up but obviously it's weird because obviously in america and over here as well a lot of players like a lot of players have been playing mono water veritas but in japan they play well haragai played mono water for soya which seems just like a better deck than the veritas deck it's quite Sorry, no,
0: go on. It's actually quite interesting looking at like all the regional differences like that. Like you uh, look at uh, the uh, mono water for soya in Japan. When I went with with Tim for the, the Japan Cup, like there was no one there playing ice earth, for example, which is quite popular in Europe. And ice earth's probably gonna stick a copy of John about in or something like that just to randomly win against for soya decks. Whereas in Japan, they sort of don't seem to really prepare. For the Fusoya, i imagine that's kind of what happened or they just it's not even repair it's like the yeah. the classic japan of turn one Layla viking for is sometimes just a a bit too strong right
1: yeah like like looking at a lot of japan lists at the moment they're like right now they've been really like interested in playing your water ice list that's something i've noticed or they've been playing like an agrias list with with their turn one with just literally laguna as their only target because they want to go turn one, aggress Laguna, score, take two cards, and ask their opponent, like, deal with this card. Like, in Japan, it looks like Windex have just been, like, phased out, like, really, really hard, because, like, it they just play so much more aggressively. Like, watching Haragai, like, I can't remember what the, the cup that Haragai won, but watching him play, when he was playing against Windwater, he got cleared twice, and he was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I've got a Fasoya, and you've I've taken no damage. Your forwards are just gonna die eventually. I'm just gonna beat you, and that's what he did. Like he just would always like the opponent's forward. Like it was always like he would look at his hand and go, "If this isn't Layla Viking, what am I doing with this hand?" And I feel like that kind of play style is not adopted where we are. So other decks like like Wind Water or Wind Earth or Mono Wind thrive heavily because they're not being like strangled. They're not being throated by these cards, so they, they 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 they're allowed to thrive harder, in like meta here or in Europe and NA than they do in Japan. And I think that's one of the main reasons why it's hard to say what's like what I think the best like color is. But I think I'll still stick and say, like mono like wind is just the best color because there's a lot of like things that they can do that other decks just don't have the choices to. Like Norse Iron is probably one of the best wind cards from Opus Eight. Fina also another one as well, like small niche cards like that. Really, really strong. And
0: did you just say Fina was a niche card? I
1: didn't mean to say niche. I was hoping no one would hear what I said. It was an accident. <laughs> I was meant to say nice, but it came out as niche. But yeah, th- th- those cards, like those cards are just really strong. They're just nice additions. And cards like Veritas and everything, as much as it's a cool card and all, like if you play against someone that knows what they're doing against the Veritas card, it's just not a good card. Like, and I'm sorry to any person from NA because I know they love their Veritas and it's amazing and everything, but it's a cool card at best. If, we, if someone who knows how to play against it plays against it properly, you're just not going to win with that card. And I think that's why a lot of Mono Water Veritas decks top a lot in NA. Apart from the fact that it's top 32 cut, so you can get really lucky as well. But like. I really think like wind is probably one of the strongest colors, followed by ice.
0: I mean, it's interesting because you're you know you're you're sitting here apologizing to NA, saying Veritas is bad, but obviously any NA players listening to this are going to think, what the hell is this guy on about? Like Veritas is this amazing card and. Uh you know, mean, even then, I I still think Veritas is a good car. There's all well and good playing around it, but sometimes you just fall into Veritas traps. They love their their mono water Veritas with the fanfruit combos and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it is quite interesting that you know we, you may disagree with it, but there are all these cool regional differences that do uh, yeah. differentiate the game all over the world. Patrick, I don't know how. Uh, how much you look at any sort of Japanese streams or lists, same with, same with North America. Do you notice any particular regional differences that you think uh, impact like the decks people play or the way they play?
2: Yeah, I've actually really noticed that the Japanese players really like their turn one Layla Viking Go or Layla Viking for Zoya Go, which I really like as a play. And uh, mm-hmm. I've also noticed the North American love for Veritas. I personally, whenever as a card, I would never personally play in a deck because I find it just simply bad, borderline unplayable. Because, as Rob said, against a good player, it does nothing. You just plays around it, or even makes it bad for you by just having forwards in play like uh, the Hero Zidane he or Inoa Genesis. Actually, cards he wants to sacrifice, and uh, I don't, I don't need cards that are good against bad, bad, yeah, bad I... players.
1: Like especially like decks where like for example Wind Water has so many sticky backups but as soon as my opponent plays a Veritas, I'm like, Oh boy, I get to clear a backup. Like like there was I was there was one game I was playing and in the same turn I went pain, Mion, pain, diablos your Veritas, said my Mion, play a play a new Mion, bounce my pain, replay the pain again. I should not be allowed to do that. I that should not be physically allowed to because but because my opponent played the Veritas, I got to replay another Mio. Like like why like as soon as like my opponent is using my cards again like my own cards against me, there's a problem somewhere. And I feel like Veritas is a card that on paper it reads really well. But as soon as you play someone that knows what they're doing against the card, it's it it's just harder to like use it because you don't get a choice on like what it's taken away. Your opponent does, and it's so much better than like, hard, like, I'm going to target this card. I mean, like, on a one, like, if your opponent goes turn one, like, Sephiroth, and then you can go turn one Veritas, yeah, cool, you've got you've got them. But, like, stuff like that, like, where it's long into the game and the Veritas comes down to take out oh, one forward against, like, a, re- a good deck or anything, like, it just becomes really bad. It just becomes a bad situation for you. And then you go, oh, man, I just lost much more than I was hoping to gain with this Veritas card. But that's my opinion anyway. Well, I mean, it's
0: quite interesting because right? if you look at the start of the format, let's say the the first Crystal Cup in North America, that was won by Colin. He was playing the Mono Water Veritas deck. And as the kind of as things have gone on, the Veritas has, I wouldn't say been phased out. But there's less Veritas now in I think everywhere than there was uh, at the start of the format. It was obviously this new card came out. It said Kill a forward, and then when it died, kill something else. That seemed insane, and uh, there was all these kind of combos with Renault, Famfrit, bloody bloody blah. And it seemed really interesting. It gave, it gave certain decks, especially water decks, a way to, like, yeah. I don't know, kill forwards. And it's only since it? Miyun and all these uh, other kind of cheap value win cards, like Zidane, even Porom, stuff like that, have been popular, that it's kind of been countered. You know, if those cards weren't as good as they were, then maybe the card would be a lot better than it is. Yeah,
1: like maybe. Like, like, I understand, especially we've got like, with, like, the spoilers and everything, like, Veritas is going to start dropping, like, more and more as a card. Like, do you know how nice it is to play, like, a Zidane, see Veritas in your opponent's hand and decide to take a better card because you're like, they're going to Veritas a Zidane. Like, it's one, yeah, it's one forward. Or they may have to spend more resources on another card that they may want to do on another turn and then play the Veritas to get rid of that card. It just means that, like, this Veritas has to do more than it was original take a forward off the board if, if that makes any sense
0: sure i mean i guess in that sense you've got to look at veritas as a kind of it's one of those cards it's not quite quite rare in this game that really certain kind of tests uh, a person's ability to kind of play the game well how well they can play around uh veritas of the dark in that yeah i mean sometimes sometimes it like it happens to even the best players. sometimes in games it's like the same with our sid combo right sometimes you just kind of get weird hands we have to play forwards or, like high value forward pretty early like yuri off two backups because you just have nothing else yeah, and yeah, you get veritas right. to lose that can happen to anyone but yeah when it gets into the later stages of the game you have a lot more options it punishes you for for being greedy and playing out all your high value threats uh straight away to get removed by veritas rather than uh yeah, put out things like Zidane first. You know, Layla Viking. In mean, one War it's a bit different because you just put out Layla Viking anyway. But yeah, there are. It's a very, very polarizing card for me because yeah, I, I, I think that card has won me plenty of games as Water Ice. It was a key component in removing forwards. But there are certain boards where I'm like, man, I really hope I don't draw Veritas here because it's completely useless and it's going to be a card I can't, can't discard. So
1: can't uh, um, discard, can't play. It makes you go. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Because 60p is obviously not, not cheap, and it's just, yeah. If you're, if your Veritas like, kills a Layla, <laughs> or kill, no, kills a Viking, <laughs> and, then and, kill it, and then they kill it, and then they just kill their Layla, you're like, wow, that was that was a massive waste of time. But yeah.
1: The worst part is, as well, if you play Veritas against any fire deck, it's just horrible because it's not done anything. You haven't proved your point.
0: What do you mean? They start <laughs> smacking you up with Archangel HM, Veritas is sick.
1: I don't even know if fire know. players
0: play that. I, just, I don't even know any fire players to be honest.
1: I know one fire player. I can't remember his name, but he's a really, he's got a really cool fire deck. I think it's really cool. The, the, the fact
0: that you can't remember his name, Rob, says quite a lot.
1: I feel bad if he's listening out. Don't hate me.
0: But he doesn't know if if it's if it's him.
1: It probably is him. I saw him in. What you uh, think? There's only
0: one fire player. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. It's... Patrick, you played uh, against the final. You played against Fabian, who won uh, the, the Grand Open in Paris. He came second to you in the Crystal Cup playing, I think it's the just the same 50 cards I was playing in Japan again. It's quite ironic. I always know it now because anytime I see 19 backup water-ice, I'm like, yeah, that's mine because I mistakenly played 19 <laughs> backups at the event, not realizing I had 19. And I wrote down my deck list. I was like, I've got 19 backups here, you know. I just couldn't figure out what was missing, so I just kind of went with it. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you played against him. He's playing the Veritas, obviously. Uh, how did you how did you sort of prepare going into that matchup uh, in particular?
2: As uh, so I have actually already faced the same as in my quarterfinal, which I already which I also hated as a matchup, personally.
0: What you thought was bad was for you?
2: A, Oh, I hate that matchup. It's the worst matchup for the deck by it's, far.
1: It's Sephiroth versus Sephiroth, and like I've been doing testing as well with the Ice Elf. Like it's so hard. It's just so unnecessarily hard to win with the ice surf.
2: Deck. The problem is, if they draw, or if they have an early snow, you just can't win They just drop Layla, Viking, another couple of cheap dogs and you're sitting there with Cecil, Kuja, Sephiroth, Renoa. Their dogs cost 2 or 3 and yours cost 5 to 7, maybe 9 even you so, just can't yeah. win. So you're it's saying,
0: horrible. So you're saying because of the like potential for the Water Rise to be aggressive against your hand full, littered with like, high-cost dudes, you can only really play out like, one card at a time, and especially in that... I guess I guess maybe your deck is the one matchup where Veritas actually can go in quite a bit because it's not really a particularly bad hit most of the time, apart from, like, I don't know, Palum or something?
2: Yeah, but I'm also actually always playing around Veritas. I've always have... A tool drop or Sarah in play, which I can sacrifice, or Renoa Noah or Genesis. Usually, if I know my opponent has Veritas and have at least a somewhat decent state in the game or opposition, I can play around it. Veritas will never get me. Have it you... will be an advantage for me. Have you ever He's been hit by the?
0: Have you been hit by the Veritas Famfric combo?
2: Yeah, I have been hit by it in the final, I believe, also.
0: Why well, still one two now? If
2: I remember, co- if I uh, remember correctly, yeah wasn't that wasn't that bad if you if you know what's coming it's avoidable it's not even good Fair. because already... especially against ice Earth, you really don't want to have me sacrifice my uh, reno Genesis. or even my sid Reigns.
1: i think it's i think it's i think it's harder as well because obviously you like veritas is such a nice nidhogg target as well for the deck like they play they play var they play Varitas, take your forward, then you just respond with a Nidhogg, hog. Take the forward and then take a card from their hand. Then if they don't get rid of the Nidhogg, hog, you've just got like <sighs> another
0: it's a weird thing for me. I played I played against a Mono Water player in Japan playing Nidhogg in his list, and I didn't know it was in his list at the time. But I played a Veritas, and then he Nintogged it, and I fanfreed the Veritas, and that was the, the biggest blowout of of the century. I just imagine if you know the person's list and you know they're playing Nidhogg you should be able to play around that that potential. Like if if they're sort of setting you up, if they're playing a cheap dude and you feel like got oh, a Veritas here, then you either have a fan for it or you just don't play the Veritas. I feel like I don't I know. I guess
1: it's I guess- I guess it's like mind games as well, because obviously, if you're going in with this nidhog, you've got to have like like a Renault already or something. I guess because there's no devout in the deck, it's hard. It, like you can't like devout back Renault and everything. But I guess you've got to like mentally see what like cards in hand and everything. I guess if he's not got a unit down, you're more likely gonna nidhog the Veritas than if he's got a unit down, or if he's got no more Fanfritz left in the deck then you then, then you do it
0: right sure yeah I, yeah I yeah i don't think it's like an automatic oh there's a test there i'm going to near target you definitely have to kind of consider if they're likely be holding a fan for it you know what the, what the board state is obviously that that's that's that goes for any situation but yeah i never think it's you like have to the watch contract. out for your
2: window of opportunity yeah no matter what matchup you will have the chance to get them with earth eyes but you'll also have the chance to screw it up massively for you you have to watch out how, uh, how they tap their um Backups, how many cards they have in hand at all times, and what else are playing the turn before, so you can. You, at certain points, you have to make a play with Rinoa, or you just lose. But you have to be good about your timing.
0: When you say the Rinoa, is it just is it just most common that you just go for the Sephiroth thing, or is there any? Is it just anything with Rinoa that you're that you're looking to capitalize on?
2: Anything with Rinoa. On day one, for example, if I remember correctly, I played one Sephiroth in, in all the seven rounds. Fair enough. Right? It's just not necessary uh, uh, most of the time with the deck. Flan is far more important.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think first backup with... First backup or first two backups with Flan, it just seems better, because I, I think it's better to just take five cards also at once and do something and just take like, try and take four and hope that the top deck war isn't that good in that matchup. Sorry Rob, did you just say it's good war. to
0: take five cards from your opponent? <laughs> no, no, I no,
1: I thought no, I thought I said it's better to take five cards
0: like It's better like, to take five cards and four cards. Rob, I'm gonna do the math real quick on this one. Hold on. Four <laughs> God, God. five minus four. That's one no, carry the two and adds five hundred and then
1: Yeah, that
0: works out. That sounds like five is more than four. Yep, I like it.
1: Yeah, you know what, Rob. I mean, you bring though. so
0: much to this podcast, man. I'm so glad to I you. I love
1: you so much too, Alex. <laughs> Sometimes you just open your mouth.
0: Anyway, and... anyway. All right, anyway, I'll, I'll go back to you. Yeah, we'll go back to talking about Ice Earth and Ivan a little bit. I wanted to discuss, or well, something that's really kind of been been bugging me, uh, is the the Dad Luma ban. And it's not exactly the Dad Luma ban itself. Like I, I kind of was I was upset about it when it happened because it seemed like the way they announced it and all these things. It just seemed very kind of. I don't know, I wanted to say lazy. I was like, wow, they've taken this long to ban the card and so on, and so forth. But yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. We've had time to settle in. Maybe you know people you have been playing as the kind of stop playing Dad Luma as most of the majors are are over. I think it's just just the UK, the Summer Cup that is uh, has Dad Luma legal as the as the last kind of big event of the format. As Dole has it has it banned because it's like on the day of or the day after Opus Nine release. Um, yeah, what I mainly wanted to talk about was how how we think the timing was of the ban. Like, a they banned obviously banning it at the start of Opus Nine, uh, rather than you know when they announced it. And they announced it what a good couple of weeks ago now. They kind of six six I think it's six weeks in advance more or less of the end of the format. And I kind of whenever something like that happens, like it's quite a big change to the game, even though it's only one card kind of wonder how that kind of affects the rest of the format the way people play like again i look at eindhoven i only, I only have very limited stuff to go on but there were there weren't that many you know there's like one dad in one dad list in top eight i don't know how many there are in the main event i wonder if it just kind of puts people off playing it in general i'm not i'm not too sure but yeah uh did you have any thoughts about like the timing of the band how much you liked it and uh do you think it's you know a, a yeah a good idea patrick
2: uh, for Eindhoven, I can tell you that I faced at least three Dataluma decks on day one. If I'm correct right now,
0: no. um, yeah, three out of seven is quite a lot then.
2: About the timing, I mean, the only explanation I have for it is that they didn't want to change the format right in the middle of a qualifying season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean... it's the only
2: logical explanation I can come up with.
0: I just wonder why, like, they uh, wait two weeks before rather than six weeks before. It just—it just seemed a little bit strange. I don't know if I'm in—I'm on—I'm on my, on my own
2: on that one. Because they wanted to silence all the crybabies on Facebook, I believe. I suppose. I still don't know why they banned it. Actually, I don't get People it.
1: People cry. People cry way too much. Yes. About how the, how the, card is too broken. I mean, I did, I cried about it. Oh, that was in Opus 6 when it was just unfair like like the game's like it's gotten better now where Dadaluma I mean yes Dadaluma can still solo a like solo a deck like hands down but is also needed to solo ice decks because it mostly solos ice decks I mean I'm sure um, Patrick like faced like like you said you played against three different ones during the weekend and you won every single one but Normally, Dadaluma does solo ice decks, and that's what was needed to keep ice decks in check. I feel like with Dadaluma gone, ice checks are actually going to be way more prevalent than before. Now, well, before.
0: Right. There's this argument that, like, yeah, like you say, like uh, getting rid of Dadaluma means people are more tempted to play ice, which means like the kind of water and wind will have a little more trouble because, you know, well, I say a little more trouble. Whenever discard is not gated by something it's always probably going to be really good so you nice know, having the Dolphries and the discard at full power might put it back into the spotlight even though it kind of already seems to be there it's just yeah I don't know I just I just wish they would rather than just say uh yeah we banned it we feel like it was uh, unhealthy for the game blah blah blah, blah. like why don't just say you know it's because we're releasing this card in opus 9 that we think is really good with that lumen it'll make it too easy like that that larcisus card whatever his name is I just I, I don't know i just found it a whole thing a bit weird and it just kind of upset me and yeah Yeah. i've I've gotten over it now but it's like yeah i don't know i still i still don't know i'm a bit iffy
1: i still think there was other cards that they could have banned as well to be fair not oh yes um, but that's oh yes that's my own voice and like i feel like dalaluma dalaluma wasn't even the highest card that they could have banned well, not
2: even in the top
0: five. Like, yeah, that's just you know. What is your you know? If you had to, if you just said, "I want what this one card gone," you can you can tell me more if you want. But like, what is the most important card? you but, think, think was, is is tro- think, causing trouble? I think,
1: I think right now, like the top, like I think my top three cards would be, um, Verit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Veritas, <laughs>
0: Minwu, and Cagnazzo. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Veritas, even Cagnazzo died down, man. It's not that bad anymore. I remember when it was so unhealthy. Yeah, 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 now, whatever.
0: Back on top, back on top.
1: Oh, sorry. But yeah, so I think the three cards I would I would get banned would be Zidane as number one, it, um, Ishtola and Valfour. Those three are just so unhealthy. It's actually like sickening. Like Zidane's way too good now. Like, like it's crazy how like Windex weren't playing that Zidane and like it's it's just crazy like when i like bumped it to three and realized wow this just solves all my problems when they're not on the board why did no one just sit down and go wow this card is that good
0: i mean if, it, I, if I may quickly interject on that one it's like i remember i think it was murad who asked her from mogpod who asked on one of the groups you know why what would have happened if people had kind of discovered Miyun and stuff during Opus 5 when, you know, Wind Earth was a playable deck and Mono Ice was popular. I kind of answer, I still kind of stand by the answer in that nowadays there are like, so many decks are built around particular cards being super powerful and kind of ending the game you know mono water with kagnazo you know wind earth got super power cards like phoenix and diablos that you really don't want to have to play against because they're just a bit too good the longer the game goes on and i'm thinking if you did it did as a darn against my mono ice deck back in opus fire it's like you look at my hand and i would feel like all the cards in back then were insane like what are you taking my genesis my zidane even my my black belt celeste was even thrown back then you know lock sets yeah. uh, all the forwards were kind of like orphan like hello whereas nowadays it's like there's kind of one kind of central strategy and if you break those those cards apart then uh, the deck kind of limps along
1: yeah like like i mean now obviously zidane, like zidane like even with the whole like zidane versus zidane as in 4cp zidane versus 3cp zidane it's just 4cp zidane has dropped really heavily over like the beginning of uber 7. yeah but that's because of
0: veritas dude right yeah yeah sorry
1: veritas my turn one zidane is not playable anymore oh no oh man damn veritas not like not 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 as if like Fanfrit wasn't running around for who knows how long but okay i guess i guess veritas comes with a nice 6k body i mean
0: 6k body. body well you're playing the wrong veritas body. dude oh,
1: is, there, is there another veritas what <laughs> nah 8k body um but yeah you get but long story short yeah like the three drops are done even now like now i'm just upset i was like man
0: you're always upset I
1: didn't, yeah why did no but now i'm just like when someone plays the dad of and me i'm like wow I, like this card is just way 10 it's just so much more annoying than the four cps are done Sometimes, and,
0: sometimes it's not that I think it's too good, it's just it's horrible when both players are playing Zidane as well And you're both yeah. kind of trying to do something and then one player plays Zidane and you're like, man Why do you just have to ruin my fun? Like, like, like,
1: like I've actually lost games from someone going turn 2 Zidane it, I can't win! Like, I just, I get turned 2 Zidane, so they take a really good card And it's like, now I have to build Like, like everything's just thrown out of the bin It's thrown into I think the bin right, You, right, you, you the just win. lost
0: to a, to a 1CP 3K
1: yeah, man, I lost a one CP3K.
0: Well, I'm gonna go talk to a, a real player now. Sorry, Patrick. Uh, do you have a Do you have a top to, top card you want to see banned, or do you agree with Rob? Valafor.
1: Well Valafor, yeah.
2: Well, four would be my I mean, pick I mean, for the top one. It's just too good. So I mean, annoying to play against.
1: I mean, Valafor Finner just says too. It's just ah. Oh. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk about
0: some Opus Nine spoilers later, but man, there's a there's a card in, in, in Opus Nine that's well, already exactly. really upset No, do you know what's <laughs> so
1: dumb with that, with that card? I was thinking some really mental plays with that card just in Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I feel like we're uh, actually talking
0: about different cards, but yeah. Oh
1: no, I think we will talk about the same card. But okay, okay. Well, whatever makes you. Well,
0: right, yeah, just... Anyway, so yeah. Okay, sorry. So Battle Four just too good. The value from it too strong. I mean, is it? Is it Valofor or the things that Windwater has access to as well as Valofor, do you think is the reason? Or is it just Bat- you know, just, think, d- just 3k on tap? i, think, I think it's like, I'm
1: think not asking it, you. Wasn't oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm asking the guest. <laughs> sorry, 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 Patrick. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking. I'll just leave the chat.
0: Thanks,
2: man. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it's a combination of all things. I also believe that uh, the starter pain should go at this point. Because the... every other C-drop that 3-drop uh, gets printed in the new opus will always get compared to Pain. And everyone will look at it and say, eh, it's not a Pain. Yeah,
0: actually, yeah, we haven't seen any 3-drops that are, yeah, unless they have entry, even the ones with entry abilities, like, unless yours are done, like, it's really hard to, kind of, compete in that spot.
2: All the I mean, other gosh, card games on. have learned the lesson already that, uh, cards that you can play for free that also do something. And up creatures are not good for the health of the game. It's just the way it is. They just shouldn't exist.
0: Do you agree
1: with and that, Rob? In... Well? Yeah, I'm there. I
0: said, do I'm you there. agree?
1: Oh, that what? That cards with like on entry effects. That are you even listening
0: for... to the comments? Okay, never mind. I, I totally forgot I asked actually... you. Sorry, Patrick, continue. <laughs> uh,
1: Patrick, oh, say the... say it again. Say it again. Oh, sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. Oh, sorry. completely. Oh, oh,
1: I was listening, but I couldn't hear. Just say it again.
2: <clears throat> I said that cards that are free all, that also have an effect and a body with them <clears throat> just shouldn't exist like other card games had to discover the hard way Magic yeah. the Gathering back in the day had an, an ability called Cascade that was just broken on every step of the way and I feel like cards like Pain, Starter and Velofor are just the same it's just too yeah. much of an advantage
1: yeah I guess in this in this game especially card cards with, like, a body that do something, it's, it's just, it's just mental. Like, like, oh, man, try to try to give a card that is, like, remotely something as close, but there just isn't. Like,
2: the next, them, the next best one is the new King that got spoiled, that you can play for free if you uh, discard a yeah, cadet that, to play him or something.
1: That, that one's, like, like yeah, but that's a
0: type a zero CP card, AK, so it's okay.
1: It, to, yeah, yeah, but still And he's even, already two CP, fine. Two CP eight K no downside is is ridiculous and it takes it's got the tag um uh cadet or whatever they're called. Yeah, which
0: makes it worse. No, I'm joking. Anyway, am I, I, you, know.
1: you, I mean like if, if better stuff comes out for cadets, I mean here's hoping, but I doubt it I doubt it anyway. But if stuff was better to come out with cadets it's it's just probably really strong or even like having a small cadet core. Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> you can't have that. I was thinking of like Windfire Cadet Core, but then I forgot their searches in Lightning, so never mind. But even
0: even then like Windfire has <laughs> that a deck ever thing good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but you know what I mean though, like the the King King is really strong. Like it's a two CP eight K, no downside. Sad st- I mean, apart from being in fire, but like that is <laughs> a lot to deal with. Turn, turn one. Yeah, it's turn definitely one, it's
0: an interesting card. It's, it, it's quite nice that they've made a card you can either discard for it or you can just pay 4 CP for it need. I think that's actually quite a balanced way to do it. I quite like the king. But uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, one thing I wanted to tell you about your, your three listed like cards you wanted to ban as well, which is quite interesting, is that uh, they are either completely new to the game or a change from the chapter series. The, the Zidane was a, a light forward in uh, in chapters, which is obviously a huge difference because you couldn't discard it for CP back then. Uh, Pain just used to be an Ice, was always an Ice Forward, and it never had that kind of level of Six Synergy, and Valor 4 as well is uh, changed from what it was, completely different with the the Synergy there, so it's uh, maybe just a wonder that when they're I, don't know, I guess now we're getting to the point where every card is kind of new, but they, 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 yeah, those three cards—they were in the chapter series in some way and got changed to make their archetypes better. Because it was always Riku was wind, Yuna was water, and Pain was ice. So you know, three has never been uh, that amazing as far as archetypes synergy goes. So maybe that's what they need to look into as far as the the balancing goes, making sure they don't don't make things too good when upgrading them i guess i don't know it's yeah there's a lot or, of questions i have
1: Or they could give cards like fire as good text as they do water and up, uh, water and nice. <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's not that difficult you yeah. read a you read a fire card and the first thing you look for isn't what it does you look for the restrictions on it you look for it like more <laughs> where did he put the restrictions on this card uh let me find out how much like how many hoops i gotta jump through before i can play this card like literally i saw a post about someone was like talking about like a card and like uh, what's it called again how like a fire card work and I was like that's actually true like every fire card just gets power crept by any like if they were to print a veil for it would cost three. Oh wait they did it's called Ifrita oh sorry <laughs> 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 never mind <laughs> they actually did <laughs> literally that Ifrita card is a prime example I mean yes it doesn't have to say untap your backup so that's fine but why do I have to have six other copies in my break zone to gain all three effects diablos is zero and it literally has untap on it i'm pretty sure and it's there's...
0: five copies i hope it's not six because that's even worse than i think it is by the no, way I think,
1: it, I think it may be five copies but like diablos costs five but if you're using it to break a forward or reduce a forward and untap your backups it's always costing you zero or two or whatever you want to call it and that's insane why is why is my two cp get rid of a forward better than deal 3k to all other forwards or like like uh, ramu again like glacier like ramu got buffed but i don't know like when you would ever use the that buff effect maybe in your lightning ice deck but even ramu got buffed and the first time like fire gets a pick one out of three or two out of three we get dumpster like we get we just like even if it said when you're on five damage like i, I guess that would just be better yeah that than... would actually be
0: way better that would be way cooler yeah, as well yeah you're the, right
1: because they, they 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 base themselves off of damage as well how they're going through at the moment but just the whole fact that it's like oh yeah if you've got See, why am i playing other copies of ifrit anyway when all other <laughs> copies of Ifrit are... like that's the one question that the, the person that sat down writing this card should have been like man look at all these summons of Bahamut's. It's just, just Brynhildr
0: in it. Why, why does <laughs> Hilda get the 3CP 7KEX slot? <laughs> like, like,
1: like, the best fire summon is probably Brynhilda. No, well, actually, maybe it's Bahamut. The 4CP one, but... Well, I mean, the 4CP one... I like one, how you've manic- forgotten
0: that Phoenix is a fire summon.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 but... Look, I don't really count Phoenix as a fire card anymore. It's like an Earth Wind card now. It just belongs in Earth Wind. <laughs> but, but But, like, it's, it's so bad. Like... Like, why is there so many restrictions on one card when it does the exact same thing as another card does in another color? That that's something they need to just get over and be like, if this is gonna be good, it's gotta be good. Like, even though chapters fire was broken, I think after like it wasn't. Nine it wasn't seconds, okay.
0: Let's let's clear it up here. Chapters fire it, cu- fire element was not broken. Heard it from the man himself, bands found fantasy call and I asked him because so many people were saying it on groups. Yeah, that's what I'm I heard I'm it sure as well. it wasn't because I've read through literally like every chapter's card. I'm like, Yeah, some good fire cards. But it's like, you know, it's uh that that is I don't know how that rumor got started, how it came about. It's not actually true. Fire was playable in chapters compared to what it is now. So I guess maybe that's where people get, get their funny ideas from. But yeah. Uh yeah, sorry. Patrick, was apart from Valafor, is there anything else uh Anything else non-wind that you think shouldn't be in the game? Even if you don't think it's like particularly broken or bad way, the cards you just don't like that you think kind of just shouldn't have been made.
2: Uh, Three CP Viking is probably bad for the health of the game. In the long yeah. run. Uh, let me think a second. Um, Elsit should have been errated the way it was intended to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Flan should have been banned back in Opus 4 or 5. Back when Toby was running, wild was it? Flan is a nice card that always flew under the radar. I remember playtesting against Toby when he was uh, running his Flan deck. And it was just a horrendous experience.
0: Was it the the Flan in particular or was it the Sidostein on top?
2: It was a combination of both because the Flan is just a card that has not only the value printed on it but also the implied value. Because no matter what you did, you got punished. If you kept your cards in hand, you you had to discard it at a certain point. And if you played your hand down to zero, you got Sidolstein. Or they just didn't have to uh, play a flans to play. Just could use them as an extra CP for their turn.
0: Yeah, I personally wouldn't mind actually seeing Sidolstein go. I kind of wonder if sometimes a card gets so good that they can just or just kind of shouldn't have existed. Which i feel like kind of yeah. silverstein's case because it was a bit dumb like maybe just reprint silverstein same thing five mana nine K. every opponent has got like one or less cards in the hand two or less cards like you can dole freeze two forwards like awful or just something something like that something that i don't know it's especially because it's just so off element like it doesn't even break a dole forward it just breaks anything it's like yeah, yeah it's weird
1: like it just does too much for so little like you would think when it first came out, wow, oh, discarding, <laughs> discarding all my opponent's cards from their hands. That seems kind of difficult. I'm not going to play this card. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be first. And then, like, now it's like, man. <laughs> that I'm card so was immune for so long in Opus card. 3 as well. I know, right? <laughs> it's yeah, like, well, wow, what an unplayable like, card. Whoops. Yeah, I'm always going to attack before I, before I play my cards. Also, what a stupid card. And now it's like, man, sometimes I have to play my cards. Now, now, Now I don't know what's going on.
0: All right, cool. I okay, Like that's enough. That's enough talk about bands for the time being. Patrick, I want to talk to you now, on a on personal level. Talk to give you a proper mm-hmm. interview. Your, you know, talk about your history with the the, the Fire Fancy card game, card games in general. Drafters, that's what you're very well known for in Germany to Eindhoven and stuff like that. So just just start off, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, telling us, you know, how you started off in FFTCG and why you sort of kept going with it and uh, all that kind of stuff.
2: Oof, I. Uh... I started playing back when it was in early access sale on the Spiel convention back in Essen in October 2016, I believe, or early November. I remember my uh, kid brother Dennis, that both of you know and have met, I believe, uh, telling me about the game and I wasn't too excited to start playing another trading card game at this point, to be quite honest. But uh, I like the mechanics. It, it's just a better card games and magic the gathering it just feels more like a modern version of it that has rules that like drawing two cards and it's just it just guarantees both players to have play a game i mean in other card games you also often have problems with mana or lands or resources and due to the fact that you can discard cards from your hand to generate cp and Actually, draw two cards a turn, they you are almost guaranteed to at least have the illusion of playing a game. Yeah, I've uh, why I've stayed because I've enjoyed it. The people in the community are usually pretty nice, with a few exceptions down the road here and there. But uh, yeah, the tournament scene is fun. Besides that, uh, best of one stuff, which I will never like. And what? when were the first nationals? Was it 2017?
0: Yeah, first nationals in 2017. I think your one was towards the end of the year like it normally is, right? I think uh, probably uh, August. Our I'm nationals? Saying?
2: Yeah, on, on the Gamescom actually.
0: Yeah. I, I believe so,
2: yeah, yeah, it was at Gamescom. Yeah, I came in second there. Couldn't uh, attend uh, Euros that year because I've promised my girlfriend at the time was in pretty bad medical condition at that point that I would uh, visit the hospital at that time. So Euros wasn't an option. Uh, the next the year after that I came in first, qualified also for Euros, which I also didn't attend, but for completely different reasons this time. Because uh, it felt like a glorified loser's cup compared to other countries in the world. I never understood why, as a European player, I had to attend Euros to qualify for Worlds when in other countries like the US and or Japan, the top four or five or six at Nationals could, would directly qualify to Worlds. It feels somewhat unfair to me. Still does to this day.
0: So you don't like the uh, extra level of qualification that European players had to go through back then?
2: Yeah, just another hoop to jump through for no particular reason that was ever explained to me just the way it is because well we say so i'm not getting on a plane to play to euros to win a playstation 4 i'm just not doing that just isn't worth my time That right. might sound offensive to some but i just don't care enough to play for such stuff worlds is, has more prestige for me personally but uh euros is just the continental championship and eh, who
0: cares so do you think you're going to give Euros a miss this year or are you going to finally going to show up and uh, strike your stuff?
2: No, I still won't attend Euros. What for? Trophy? I will attend I Worlds and play. <laughs> I don't care about the trophy. Yeah, I, don't I really don't. <laughs> I'm, just playing for I'm just playing for myself. I also have the attitude that um, I don't really care if I can come in first or last at a tournament. I just try to play flawlessly because that's the only thing I can influence.
0: So is, it, so is it more, so when you play card games, I guess any kind of game as it is for most people, do you, are you playing primarily for fun or is it just to kind of prove to yourself that you're, you know, you're on your best game?
2: It's a combination of both. Actually, especially nowadays, since I'm now 35, it's, uh, I won't be the best anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I fear uh, these, tour- these uh, two-day tournaments are just really exhausting nowadays. So I just can. I just try to play my best and play flawlessly, which happens most of the time, luckily enough, but not by far not always. And to win a tournament, you have to be lucky. You have to have good matchups. You have to hit an EX at the right point in a certain round. And those are just things you just can't influence. So the only thing I look... After tournament is how I played, because that's the only thing I can actively influence.
0: So, do you think it's from a perspective of you want to play as well as you can, but because of the luck factors and stuff like that, you kind of have to allow yourself to enjoy it as much as possible? Because there's so many things out of your hand that why not, you know, have fun while you're doing it?
2: Yeah, just don't, just try to not take it too serious. I'm not always too good at that, but I'm getting better at that. Just having a relaxed time at the table.
0: Do you think that's, we are that's playing, more and more We are now? playing Final
2: Fantasy. Yeah, we are, also we are playing Final Fantasy. We're not playing for that much money at the table, no matter what event we are playing at. So there is uh, no real reason to be stressed out or being, excuse my French, a dick at the table.
0: Do you ever feel like, well, sorry, I don't actually know how much you were like, in, how much were you into Magic the Gathering? Did you like play um,
2: I the big I was playing, yeah, very for a very long time, back in late 90s, early 2000s. And was... I took it very, very serious. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't do that anymore nowadays because it just isn't worth it. it just, it's just... You're not, just not having a good time. Just not fun. Because people are taking themselves too serious, the game too serious, they are rule-sharking about nonsense, always angle-shooting for bullshit. It's just not fun.
0: And uh, as you kind of just mentioned, is it because... It's fun and fancy that you feel like you enjoy it more, and you're able to kind of relax more at events because it's you know it's just it's just FF at the end of the day.
2: It's just a game at the end of the day. At a certain point, you have experiences in life that let you grow up and realize there are more important things out there than playing cards and performing well or bad at a terminal. It's it's a hobby. I try to give it my best and actually do. Win the event, but uh, at the end of the day, does it really matter in the long run if I win a tournament or not?
0: Rob, have you kind of just had an epiphany from this, during this little discussion? Have you suddenly decided to to cancel all your flights to the Grand Opens
1: and be like, you know what, it's not that big a deal? <laughs> no, no, but I understand where he's coming from. Like, it's it's hard to like break out of that mentality. Like, I know I go in there sometimes. And I think the first year that we played, I got I was really bad. With, like, just losing in general. I can, I can agree, like, I was really bad. Like, lose a game, get angry, get pissed off. And, like, now that's kind of why I try and take... I try and enjoy the games that I play. I try and have fun with my opponent, especially if they're panicking or something. I don't see the point in trying to call people out for cheating or... Stuff like that, like th- th- there's no actual point. there's nothing to gain from it, like like obviously, if someone wants to cheat, then that's their own problem. You can go do that, but I'll do my best to make sure the game's as fun as possible for those players. And I think that's one of the things like players forget to do, like to just enjoy themselves, and I could hear see what Patrick's saying like at the end of the day, like you want to make yourself better in both playing the game and enjoying the game and if you're not enjoying the game, why are you playing the game? I guess is the real question to ask yourself. So, like, I can see why...
2: Yeah, that's right. I actually dropped, remember now, I dropped a tournament last year uh, playing Mono Water, where I was, I believe, 4 hours or something, and I just dropped because I didn't enjoy playing the deck and the event in particular. It just wasn't worth it anymore. I just spent the rest of the day standing outside with a couple of German friends and drinking beer and talking shit. Was just more fun than playing.
1: Yeah, and like I can see because like that get like sometimes the game is falling into that direction where, like obviously in Opus Six, I was I almost quit because I was like I'm not having fun playing against Darmichard. Guess, but a lot of people were just ready to quit the game. Like, and I know they took it out and sort of thing, but there's still the problem where there's certain decks and certain things, and it just influences like bad sides to a person when. Either they're losing to the same thing, or they can't play their favorite seventeen lightnings in their lightning deck, sort of thing. Like I want to be able to take a Cecil deck and play all the Cecil's in a deck and like dart my opponent five times, but I can't do that because Sephiroth runs around and there's Diablos and is clearing my board and can't have fun. Like, like if you're not having like like if you're not having fun, then there's no point in playing. I mean.
0: Yeah I think it's definitely uh, an attitude thing so mind me interrupting it's just that like the game is always going to going to move in a certain direction and you're not always going to enjoy playing not every format I mean it's certainly opus eight for me has been just not enjoyable whatsoever but I look at it's it and really some great. people are having fun and it's also you know you can the game is what, what you make it if you're going to go to big events and you want to do well you are going to have to bring these best decks if you, if you uh, even if you don't enjoy them and like you said, Patrick, if you just don't enjoy it that much, and you think you know it's it's just fun and fancy, it's not a whole lot of money, it doesn't really matter. I can have more fun doing other things. Then then do that, you know, play more casually, you know, play with your friends, talk to them, be like, you know, let's not play Dad Luma and Sephiroth. Let's play our favorite, you know, archetype decks. You know, let's play title format, something like that. It's uh, you've re- yeah. Sometimes I think people get themselves a bit. Okay, maybe not tile format. yeah, whatever. Uh, maybe don't get yourself so so blinkered into thinking that this is the only way to play the game and enjoy FFTCG. I don't know.
2: And uh, let me please add at this point that pe- just my opinion at this point, but um, I've all- always believed in Final Fantasy that people uh, will be more successful if they play a deck that they are familiar with and comfortable with than playing just a copy-pasted tier 1 deck that they may have played five times from the internet somewhere. People that, that know their decks, that know the matchups, that know every card inside and out of the deck will perform better, in my experience.
1: I can definitely agree with that. I think um, I think it was Nationals last year where I did really, really bad. Was it last year or this? Last, last year, yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. I did really bad, and Alex told me, came up to me, and he said to me like you need to start doing like you need to start doing your own decks like you can't be the that josh says and like don't get me wrong i still go to josh for help i go to alex for help like when i'm building decks and everything but i'm not doing any more of that copy and pasting you know like even when like i went to go play the same deck as josh in italy and i didn't do well it made me realize like this is why i chose to break out of before why have i gone back into it again sort of thing So it's literally what um, you said as well, like if you're going to play a deck that you've seen online, there's no harm in taking it, playing it, but play it to how you play it to your playstyle, don't play it to how that person plays. Obviously, for example, like Wind Water that I was playing, I played it because I like explosive combos. I like going so far in that my opponent doesn't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing, but don't, don't play that deck exactly card for card or change one card and then expect it to do exactly the same that I did because this is what I do. Right? This is what I'm thinking of. You're not going to be thinking about that exact same player. You're not going to see that and go, oh, snap, I'm going to do that sort of thing. So I, I, I definitely understand with what Patrick's saying. Like Don't just take a copy past the deck and assume you're going to be the next JFB or the Alex the alex of the underworld i don't know
0: man the alex of the underworld where the hell did you the come alex up of with the
1: that <laughs> alex of the underworld you know rob i'm upset you know, the, big, the big the big sorry sorry so yeah the underworld the void man the alex of the void the void is not the underworld dude the void is under or yeah, over anything look, 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 just, the don't don't void is everything and nothing there. dude like don't don't copy a pastor deck deck and assume you're going to be Become the next big tree, okay?
0: Rob, can you can you Definitely. try can you not change the subject? I'm getting violent sorted by this.
1: <laughs> what subject? Look look, look look I think it's time to move on to something else, you know. I think we should start talking about some nice things like the spoilers, you know? You know? Can,
0: can no, we I wasn't done something? talking to Patrick. Stop telling me what to do.
1: Save
2: <laughs> me. Anyway, sorry, yeah. What's I, the yeah. worst Rob
1: uh, yeah, I'm the bet I'm the best.
2: Yeah, so we're we'll talking being the worst, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Eindhoven because obviously you did a, a very—I think it's—I want to say it's unique. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone else has done it before, but you went thirteen zero in constructed. You uh, didn't drop a single Swiss round, nor did you drop a game when you made it to top eight. um uh, like so why did you bring uh yeah why did you bring this ice earth deck which is i'm, I'm Rob tells me it's actually a, actually a copy paste from from the Dusseldorf deck from from JFB which is quite ironic given what we've just been talking about but uh yeah so what would you bring this deck for and uh, did did you kind of yeah. is it exactly how you expected it to go more or less throughout the swiss and then the the top 8 uh,
2: why I started playing that deck because back when Opus 8 was released you know, we had our leaderboard season here in Germany, and I was building awesome new decks with Fire firewater, FF9 engine and stuff like that. And I just got ruffled. stormed at every event from uh, the players here, that played just Ice Earth deck. That really, really beats the fun out of me of trying new decks.
1: <laughs> and
2: they played it, and they played it quite horribly, to be frank. <laughs> and at a certain point, one of them uh, triggered me. By running his mouse and saying, "Ah, oh, I'm so good at this game," blah blah blah. <laughs> that I just that I've, that I've decided. So well, well, are you now? Uh, then I decided to play uh, the deck and uh, win every event with it that was played here. You're horrible. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Is he horrible? He's <laughs>
0: he's like all these people got their confirmation bias. Oh, I beat Patrick playing this uh, fun deck he was playing. I must be amazing. And he's like, you know what? <laughs>
1: Nah, you need, you need to be enlightened,
0: <laughs> my friend.
1: Nah, I'm having none of that. That's it, that's it. You're going in the ground then. You're going in the ground then. You're, going the ground then. You're definitely going in the ground.
0: Rob, can we yeah, stop? That sounds fun. like you want to kill people, dude. That's a bit weird. No, no, why no, we get, no, why just... are people getting buried?
1: You, oh, sorry, sorry. I should have said yeah. they're going in the bin. That's right, Rob.
0: Go. in the bin. In the because bin. that's so much better.
1: <laughs> like Veritas.
2: I actually had to decide <clears throat> between two decks for Eindhoven. I had uh, mono water with Fusoya, which uh, I I'm pretty known for playing mono water in Germany and the uh, so Isoa deck. But uh, I've made a bet with a fellow German player, Kai Muller, a couple of weeks before the uh, Crystal Cup in uh, Eindhoven, that if I had if I would have played a water or any water card in my deck, I would have to play uh, pay his entry fee, and if I played any deck without a water card, he would uh, pay my entry fee. <laughs> and uh, it was just that the free roll was much too tempting to decline <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's, well, it's like all down that.
0: to him that you won Iron basically, right?
2: Um, I thought about it after day one. About, uh, I went through all of my matchups I played. And I'm quite sure I would have played at least 6-1 with Mono Walla too. Fair enough. And cool. I would have had better matchups in the top 8. Because uh, Ice Water matchup really, really is not good.
0: All right, so... By
2: right, I should have probably lost the quarterfinal.
0: Was it just, do you feel like it was a bit of luck, or did he just not play optimally? What happened?
2: Uh, He did not play too optimally. I just I don't want to diss him (laughs) on the podcast without him being here to defend himself, but uh, I would... Bet money on the fact that if I were, if I would have sit on his side of the table, I would have beaten me too
1: Oh, so he made some questionable plays that allowed you to stay in yeah. the game longer than you should have. I'm assuming. Yeah, well,
0: that's yeah, that's fine. You know that, that sometimes people do that. It's not not like calling them out. That's how you learn, right? People tell you, you did, it, did it wrong rather than just going home and thinking, "Wow, that guy just smashed me."
2: He has a problem. Was I couldn't? I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> yeah, of course. What he did wrong. No, <laughs> helping,
1: you, helping your opponent beat you. I like that strat.
2: Oh, I I did say that at the event actually. A couple of my opponents who played uh, Zidane Hero against me chose uh, a couple of targets where I was really that one? Why?
1: <laughs> it's funny because I I can see you do that. So you know, so, like I will take that. Look what I'm going to do
2: to you now. Oh. <laughs> my first round opponent this day, <laughs> he wants a die roll. He started after Mulligan with turn 1 kind not Chaos, and I was like, oh, thanks, a free win this round. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> second turn, he played Zidane, looked at my hand, and shows Sephiroth. And I was like, huh? Why? Oh, nice. oh. Yeah. And this, re- this repeated itself three, four, five times during the tournament.
0: Yeah, sad. All right, as far as the uh, the draft goes, uh, you are supposedly the draft king of Germany. Uh, you yeah. win 1-3, dude. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I made a big mistake during the draft. I uh, decided before the draft started that I would just uh, go for a color combination that would guarantee me one, two, three wins instead of just drafting what I always draft in Opus 8, which means fire-ice or fire-wind or ice-wind. So in my infinite kingly wisdom, I decided to go for Ice Lightning, which was the most moronic idea I've ever had.
1: You can say that again.
2: (laughs) It was the most moronic idea I've ever had. Thank you. Why
0: was it so moronic? (laughs) Why do people not want to be drafting Ice Lightning?
2: Uh, the ice part is awesome because we still have access to Shiva and uh, Archangel and Umaru. But the problem are the ice for what's that? uh 4 CP, 8k, have no text. The dragoons and uh, Jinnai isn't that particularly good either. And Shango is a unique unit for some reason. Okay. So try to stay away from uh, try, uh, try to stay away from lightning guys. I wouldn't uh, advise on drafting it.
0: Yeah, it's weird. People always say that to me, and I've just had such a good experience drafting Lightning in the past. I don't know. I don't know what it is.
1: Well, yeah. You also had six Ramus? Uh,
0: oh, I exactly. had six
2: or seven Ramus, but I've never seen... Uh, I'm quite sure I was the only Lightning draft at the table, but I've ne- never got a single Odin or Genai, or... Um, I had to play with only two Root. Is root a two CP backup? That's a good special.
0: Uh, re- yeah. Oh wait, is is that wait? Define good special.
2: <laughs> so the one that uh, can uh, kill the opponent's uh, active forwards. Uh, you know it uh,
1: kills yeah, yeah, all active forwards, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, it costs like 11 CP to
2: do it, but yeah. It's it's actually pretty good in draft if you can pull it off.
1: It's actually eight CP. It's an awkward amount to to do. It's like three lightning and then five. No, no, it's seven CP. Three Lightning, four other, but taps itself. Yeah, and then so you have to eight. discard Rude, yeah. 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 So it's 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. 10. 10 CP. But that's not the point. The point is, the Draft King did not do well. So, you know, I'm going to ridicule you on that, Patrick.
0: So, Rob,
2: what's You're your performance in Draft one... so far? Oh, he beat me in a top eight match in Draft, actually. Wow. The new in Draft King. In No, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Top yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, after I beat him, I beat him 2-1 because he beat me the first game and I beat him 2-1 afterwards with the best colour combination for Opus 6, Windice, and then I went on to take my crown as the best Draft King in all of Draftland.
2: Lovely. Didn't you lose in the semi-final?
1: I don't know why you're talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's a guest on the podcast, Rob. Generally, you want these people I... to the talk.
1: Okay, 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 I'll let you have that one. I'll
0: let you have that one. Uh, how did you, how was the, like, apart from the fact that you went 1-3, how was the, like, the overall experience in the draft for this event? Have you, have you, you haven't done any other Crystal Cups before, have you?
2: No, I've judged the uh, one in Dusseldorf. Uh, which one was it, the ice one?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so how did, how, did this, yeah. how was the experience drafting with, you know, a bunch of different players from around Europe who maybe weren't that experienced?
2: Uh, it was uh, as exotic as I've expected it to be because if you are sitting at a table with a couple of players that don't have that much draft experience uh, it can be quite the ride. Right. People switching colors willy-nilly, every every other booster and stuff like that makes it hard to navigate the draft sometimes. But it was fun, people enjoyed themselves Fair enough, right. as far as I could tell at least I prefer draft as a second format uh, a lot over the top 32 single LM constructed one
0: yeah definitely I've well I haven't even done it but I just I just like I like draft since it's been introduced we've been doing a draft a lot more at our local club and it's just been it's been a lot of fun it's been uh yeah just uh refreshing that at least
2: fun. Yeah. It's also a good way for newer players to get into competitive play because they don't need uh, a good constructed deck to be competitive. Yeah. That's why I like it a lot. We play it uh, every other week at our local store since Opus 2 or something. A long time before it was announced as a tournament format.
0: Yeah. Alright, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was the, uh, yeah, the sort of general community or local shops like Germany in general and of course the European leaderboard because I know before uh, before Eindhoven, you were, well, I guess probably still now, you were pretty high up on the points in the leaderboard, even if you weren't planning to planning to attend Euros. So, uh, yeah, it's talk to me a little bit about the your local store and uh, the people you play with.
2: Yeah, we have uh, between 6 and 14 people that are coming to our uh, draft events regularly. The good thing about my region is that we have a lot of big cities very close by. So we have a big advantage in the European leaderboard. From If a player is motivated, he can play two leaderboard events in a single day without even really traveling that far, which is very nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's a big advantage or disadvantage in the system. I don't know how to put it. But uh, yeah, it's a good leaderboard. I hope they change it to a rating-based qualification system. The so next time it comes, it'll be upgraded or something, or whatever they're planning to do with it, I don't know.
0: So, rating in terms of... So, how would how, how that be done, then?
2: Uh, have an uh, ELO rating. Have every player that registers for a tournament start with an ELO rating of, for example, 1,600 points. With every win he gets points that get deducted from the, his opponent that lost. According to the difference, if he beats a player that has uh, the same points as the winning player has, he gets 8 points. If he beats someone that has 2,000 points, he gets uh, 16 points or 15 points. And at the end of the season, have the top three highest ranked players in Europe that are not qualified, gets a qualification.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That doesn't sound so bad. All right. Okay, uh, yeah, so that that wraps up with that with you. Uh, Rob, we've obviously got to touch on, on the Grand Opens because uh, you are getting a little bit more competition now. I mean, N- Nicholas, who uh, won in, was it Ghent he won, right? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't able to attend Paris, so that kind of, that, that challenge kind of fizzled out pretty quickly. Now you've got Fabian, who uh, came second at Eindhoven and won, won in Paris. Are you feeling a little bit... Are, are the tensions there? You like you're, you. feel like you're so close, but yet it could just be completely out of reach, you know? Maybe. Maybe. But,
1: okay. But we have Opus 9, so... Yeah? Maybe I can spin something cool. But what if Opus 9 the, isn't your um, format, Rob? Don't worry, everything... What if
0: someone tricks that. you into thinking Monofire is the play for Opus 9?
1: You know what? You know what? Don't make me have to state the facts that I did the last time, okay? Because... I may have to state those facts again and start saying some huge, even bigger lines, like how I'm going to make worlds and win worlds. You know, I don't want to be stating these facts yet, you know, but huh. we really have, have to start saying it, you know?
0: Sorry, I don't you even know what you're talking about, huh?
1: You know what? You know, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm going to make enough worlds enough. and I'm yeah, going to yeah, win yeah, worlds. Yeah. And then when I win worlds, I'm going to put the world's trophy on Alex's face and rub it in it. Rub the trophy in his face. That sounds incredibly painful, dude.
0: In Maybe, uh, yeah. yeah. If you somehow make no, it the no, final no, I'm table, I might have to eject you from the venue somehow, because that I don't um, want to experience that, actually. No,
1: don't worry. Don't, don't worry. I'm going to knock you out before you hit final tables as well. I'm going to sit on that final table, and I'm going to look you dead in the eye and go, don't you wish you were here? gonna do that gonna <laughs> do that can I, can I look you dead in the eye like, i know you wish you were here
2: i mean i'm curious now what are the facts that you don't want to state i
1: feel like i feel like it is um what's it called again i i i think i was a bit nervous but i think it was based what based on the last tournament that was in France, I think I myself just played very poorly and then also making a mistake in my deck list as well <laughs> giving me a game one loss also kind of hurt a lot especially playing against an ice deck so that 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 was kind of a mistake but I think the next tournament which is in August and is a new format which is really nice I think I should be able to get there I hope
2: anyway is it Frankfurt?
1: Yeah, Frankfurt.
2: Oh, want to bet me?
0: That's, that's in Germany, you know. Patrick might have to come yeah. down and clap you oh, up.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm actually planning
2: to attend it right now.
1: I, uh, you know, you know, please come, please come.
0: Like, <laughs> I need to, I... He welcomes the challenge.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna book my flight. We we can we can make some cool Opus Nine decks when everything's been spoiled as well. Sure,
2: I'll be up to it. <laughs> yeah. Help gets think... get the qualification at Euros. course I'm a nice guy.
1: Oh, oh, thanks. I've already got my (laughs) qualification for Euros, but no,
2: no, it's your preparation for Euros, isn't it? This almost nine or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. When we play in, when we play in the finals, uh, I'll I'll, I'll beat you. I'll beat you so that you you probably won't want to come to Worlds afterwards.
2: (laughs) You'll bet me that I concede that you can get the qualification (laughs) for (laughs) Worlds.
1: Well, I need to win that one so then I've just got enough. So then I know that if I have to attend the last one. I can figure out what the minimal amount of points I need, so I don't have to try as hard.
0: No, if you if you win the next one, you're locked. I think, I'm pretty sure.
2: Uh, I hope so. And,
0: unless, unless, so now like, I have to like, attend. Like, yeah, it's a bit weird.
2: So now sure. I have to attend Frankfurt and Klaipėda. Yes. Ah, okay. that's the rule. Yeah. Yep. I'll be there. I welcome it. I
1: welcome
0: it. Uh, Rob, this let's, let's just say obviously it'll be exciting for everyone at home eagerly anticipating the uh, the results, but let's say you do go into the last event and someone is like you're, you're neck and neck with someone else, like, it's a few points different. How do you think that's going to going to affect you? Are you going to be like super nervous? Are you going to be sitting there sweating or are you going to be like, you know what? I know I'm the best here. I'm going to I'm going to show show everyone else up.
1: If 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 that happens, I tell you now, I will have to pull out the most waifiest of waifus
0: possible. What? <laughs> <laughs> to carry oh,
1: dear, me to to, Why do to I to ask carry these me... questions? Oh, no. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to pull out the waifiest of waifus. Surround me with all the waifus possible so I could win every single game. And also, I would test like there's no tomorrow. I would like play consistently every day and make sure that every possible matchup isn't going to Beat me up. Basically. Wow! So it
0: means that it means that much to you. Yeah, Pardon? I might have to go to Frankfurt as well. You know, Frankfurt. <laughs> no, nice no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you know, you know. Nah, no, you're banned. You're banned. From I'm banned. From. No. Damn. You're banned. You're banned. I'm saying it now. You're banned.
0: That was a short-lived. You're I'm calling
1: them up, calling them up, and I'm telling them that this man's banned. He shouldn't be allowed.
0: I guarantee you couldn't call anyone up who has any influence and they wouldn't welcome me coming to, to
1: are you, you sure and Patrick are you and, sure? Josh
0: and everyone else
1: don't make me do it you know i will call up i have i have i have people in card market that will gladly have <laughs> people in card attempt. market oh dude <laughs> <laughs> i'm quaking in my boots oh, yeah, yeah. you know they're in charge of the tournaments you know it's not it's not it's them you know i'll tell them how you were saying that their deals weren't on point and then they'll be like what Saying our deals at one point? Or oh, I'll say you said that big orbit was better than a Card Market. There you go. That will, that will rile up some someone's Jimmies somewhere.
0: Alright. Uh yeah, that, that sounds absolutely fascinating, Rob. I look forward to uh to my email saying I, I'm, I'm banned. Just, please don't, come.
1: Please, don't, come. <laughs> please, don't <come. laughs> please, right? Rob, <laughs> can you, do you say you're
0: scared? Rob, why are you scared? I'm not scared.
1: Not okay. scared. I'm just okay. saying. Just saying, if there's a chance that I would have to beat you up, I wouldn't want to do it. In oh, front yeah, of your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you're
0: right, you're right. That, that yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah, want to be yeah. embarrassed like yeah. that. Yeah. You. that we, was,
1: should, yeah. we should wait for Worlds. Well, when, when yeah, Worlds exactly. is, and we're both yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. When we're in the finals, then I could beat you on stream and go back. I would purposely take X, Def, fleet, and flash as my third deck. So I'm like, remember this, Alex? Remember how you
0: beat. Yeah, <laughs> the only problem there is you'd have to then make the finals with that deck. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I'll put it as my slot three and win every game one and game two.
0: <laughs> that that sounds like a plan, Rob. I will hold you to it. You are now locked into X-Death Mannequins Worlds. Congratulations. Anyway, enough of that clowning around. Uh, last yeah. thing to talk about before we wrap up is some Opus 9 spoilers. We've had quite a few so far. I think we had some just come in, what was it, like today? And they they were, they they made me sad. But yeah. Uh, anyway, most of the sets made me sad. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you guys your favorite card or cards so far, not just for Constructed, but also ones you'd look at and be excited about Draft. I mean, me personally, I look at Irvine, obviously it's pretty upsetting, but it looks like a really good Draft card. So uh, maybe there's hope for that if Draft continues to be a support format for events. So uh, yeah, Pat, you got any uh, got any hot takes?
2: I have to say so far I'm pretty disappointed with all 9 It's Constructed at least. I haven't seen very much that makes me excited to play it. Only Dreaded. Uh, for Draft, my favorite card would probably be that uh, Lightning Moogle. That that, uh, cool. When he enters oh, the yeah, field, you yeah. draw two. And when he dies, uh, you discard two.
0: Oh, it's, a, oh, it's, it's water, it, isn't
2: it? is it's water? It, water, water. water. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's water. Even better.
1: Mog six seems really cool.
0: Do we like? like I, I was trying to think how how you kind of abuse it. Like, are you planning to do things to it so you like play it with an empty hand, and then kill it off, or you just like the kind of I don't know. It's I guess it doesn't have to be as complicated as that, really, does it? You can just whenever it dies, just drop to zero for some reason. I don't know. Why do you like that card? I
2: want to use it. I want to use it as a filter for constructed. I still have the dream of playing one day Cherub Ultima light deck. With a uh, Yuna legendary from Opus, what is it, six? Seven? Seven, yeah. Seven and uh, the rain light. And mm, I have the hope that it will help. I don't want to play Giz. The so Opus, what was it, two? Yeah. Water forward? more? Yeah.
1: I like Mog Six.
0: Do you like anything else, Rob?
1: Yeah, dude. My favourite card that has been revealed is Kuchulain. Yeah. That card. That card is a swift switch in from the 4 C B Kuchulain.
0: That's quite an interesting point of discussion. You say it very confidently, but obviously the Kukan from Opus Two has the benefit of being able to actually kill things, whereas this one does not. Like, what? What is it? In, in, is it just overall more? I don't know. I guess. A tidier card because it's cheaper. If you need to just draw and it has the key experts that you love, or is it just you like it solar upsets me, so I'm gonna turn it off. It,
1: it, it like when you like, like the problem with like the wind water versus mono wind matchup is like if they go like it's taller it's such a difficult like it's just a difficult way to deal with them both. But now you've got this Cuchulain card, which is just cool enough to go and turn off your card and. One CP remove ishtollo is the most cheapest thing that I've seen in a while. Like normally you spend like seven CP or five CP, but now you just spend one whole CP to get rid of an Ishtolo. That's that that that's extremely good. I don't know what else could beat that. Right now from what we've seen from Opus One and it already has good combos of like the Mog the Mog Six. Like you pay Mog Six, draw two they try and get rid of it, you lane it, you draw another card and you don't lose anything from it. Like, that, that's... Wait, wait,
0: wait, sorry, what, what? What? Wait, you just said Kukama, mod 6 to stop them drawing.
1: No, so, no, 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 no. don't you know, from stopping you from discarding.
0: Oh, I'll use it on your own one. I see, okay, fair yeah. enough. Can you, well, sorry, You just
1: like- uh, <laughs> I was confused. Mog6, Che I can't draw. Yeah, I got him. I got him. Imagine if that was how. It, imagine if that's how it worked.
0: Well, yeah. The main reason I kind of questioned it. I mean, I liked it at first when I saw it, but I was like, "Why is this card particularly better than halicarnassus, which, as you say, against Ishtola and Aerith would yeah. theoretically be a better
1: card most of the time?" Well, Har- Har- like, the thing with like, Har- like and um, Ishthola and um, Kuchalian is that you tap three to play Harlecanassus; like, they negate it with Ishtola. You tap one to play. Cuchu lane, they negate it, but you tap one. You can then now follow up with let's say Halakonassis and negate everything instead of trying to negate everything and then they negate it with um Ishtola. At least now you've got a bait for the Ishtola and then do the Halakinasis if you want a Halakinassus. I feel you like just...
0: I'd I switched off from that when you when you were upset about Halakarnassus killing Ishtola.
1: Well, yeah, because I can't clear my opponent's board because there's still an error.
0: But you used a 3CP7K to kill a 3CP7K. That seems insane.
1: But if if their board is still denge, how am I meant to clear the board if the error... Okay,
0: I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. sorry. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm I'm just
0: trying to move this ahead just so in the last couple of minutes, we can all uh, light a candle for FFTCG as we look at the new Purim. Who makes me upset? Oh, That
1: is my favorite card. Why? Why is it that wind Can't water?
0: It would be so upset.
1: Why does? Why is it that? I don't care about you lot and your fritz and your your phoenixes. Why can wind water now be able to discard vel'phor That's the question I need to be asked today. it's not even discard Answer.
0: it. It's just like why could it please six of them? Like,
1: do you know no? how cool it is to go no. tap two, tap two, play porum, tap two, play velfor, chain. So, wait, tap, play Velfor, then play Porum, then ping it with a Nylon. Get back in Velfor, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. mean,
0: I mean, sure, that sounds interesting,
1: yeah. That, that, that's, so, that's so cool, that's so, that's so cool. Like, oh, why is it that I just hit EX Burst? Hit EX Burst, hit get hit, 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 like, EX Burst, Porum. Oh, boy, Velfor, oh, Velfor, clear your board, oh, good game, I got you. Why do I get back... Why does it say any summon? Why do I get that? Yeah,
0: why, it, why does it say a lot of things? Why does it say EX does, Burst? Like, right, help me, dude. Oh my god, I'm going, going to be so to upset when I hit that dead back battle. <laughs> oh
1: why, why, why does it say add back Diablos? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why does it say add back Diablos? You're meant to have three in a deck. Why can I add back my Diablos? Why is it that? Just why can I get back Fan for it? Why can't this card also take a fan for it and give me back my fan for it?
0: Padre? What do you think? Do you like the Paramea? Yeah, you think it's really healthy for the game, right?
2: Yeah, it's great for the health of the game. It's a great card. It's what I really needed yeah. to make it competitive. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I love. I love it already.
0: Yeah.
1: They're also corpse, combos of Layla as well. I mean, Layla, Lena, Lena. Lena yeah, that's so stupid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> combos kept, was everything, sadly. <laughs>
0: I kept saying, like, why couldn't ooh. it just be like at least 3 CP
1: and like just 3K oh. or something? Like, what? This may also mean that um Mono Water may have to play Lenora. Ooh, Lenora may spike in price. Ooh, I mean, like, you don't I even have mean...
0: to play it. It's like, that seems like a good card. EX Burst Search a really good card, I don't know, I just, it confuses me dude, I don't know, like you look at so many other cards in the set, and you're like, these are utter garbage, and you see that, and you're like, it's just a weird kind of power creep, because of how hard summons were to get back before, like with, with Ajito being like the premium way to get back your, your valuable summons, and now this card comes out, and it's like Man, they this this makes it look easy.
1: You know, Don't day. worry, they'll have a they'll have a better one. It'll be in fire. It'll cost four CP. No plus, <laughs> uh, ch- choose one five choose one five five or higher summon of fire in your drop zone. Add it to your top of your deck. Add
0: <laughs> it to your top of your. <laughs> oh, I mean, These fire jokes never get old, dude.
1: Oh I mean, no, it's, like literally, literally, I swear that this 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 game is just four. it's just. Five colors and a and a mistake. That's what it
2: is. Like, <laughs> yeah, sadly that's true. Like, like, while unless... There is a fire card I'm looking forward to in Opus 9. It's a new Belias. Yeah. It's what? <laughs> the Belias, yeah. Yeah, well, for yeah, one, uh, that... fire eyes.
1: Yeah, that one I think is really cool actually. I liked what... Um, I just liked it had like... When your forwards attack, you can just give them first strike and then draw a card. Apart from, and not have to use your second Belias and use your second Belias for like, when you need to kill your opponent. I like how you're or running six it...
0: Belias now and you can finally run for all these cool summons. I love it.
1: I mean, I'd rather play six Belias than, I don't know, man. Three I mean, Bahamut? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what's that Bahamut doing? Killing Dadaluma? Oh, wait. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know what? You know They need to make... Oh, dear. <laughs> no... <laughs> They just need to make a fire card. Look, no, no, no. make a. Make a zero. <laughs> okay, this fire card needs to be zero CP. Oh, it needs to come in. It needs to be ten k body. Oh, it needs stop. to say draw. It needs to say draw two, clear the board, and dealer damage. What are you and talking promise, about? Wait, hold on! I promise you, this card still wouldn't be good enough to make fire good. Bro, but it's a zero CP, you.
0: CP card. You playing anything?
1: No, it's fire card. It's fire though. What? Are you telling me? No, so it's but a zero, zero CP. CP. Fi- it's a zero CP fire forward that's 10k, has draw two on entry, and can clear a board. And I promise you, it's still not good enough to make fire good. I, I really doubt it could make it, it'll be good. You can but put, it's a I'm zero
0: thinking. CP card, you can put it in any element.
1: It still wouldn't be good. No, no, you can only put it in fire.
0: It's downside. What do you mean you can only put it in fire? Well, you can only What's play so? this card if there are 49 other fire cards in your deck. Yes,
1: yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So you would still have to play mono fire. Oh, i have let this and go on cost... too long oh my god oh. <laughs> it's your mistake it's your mistake okay 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 i've got a question that probably we're probably coming to the end of this and i've got a question not just for alex and patrick but for everyone out there if you were to design a very good fire card not don't go over the top like i do like what would its effects be and why do you think it should be in the game i think that's a really good way to see what people can come up with as to like make fire somewhat decent either it could be a fire forward a summon i like how you think it's
0: one card can fix the problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like it's a start you know it's a start if one if one fire card can get there then maybe all the fire cards can get there okay
2: it has to be something that gives fire an an identity actually something like a threat to all the opus it
1: I feel feel like, and I really stick with this, I feel like fire should have the ability, not for damage, but it should have the ability to banish cards. I feel like it's the only not not used mechanic yet, like how, I guess Shintato does it, but like, they should be able to like banish cards and then benefit off cards being banished. I guess, like for instance, like you have a like 4CP forward with like, it's got 5k for every banished card your opponent controls it gains 1k and then if it's got if your opponent's got like five banished cards it does something else like stuff stuff like that they're like like i'm sure they can use that as an ability more more than what's it called again and um, than damage base and i'm sure it'd, it'd be really interesting as well to see if, like how they would do how they would do it as so well. go with the whole like cards being banished and everything because obviously you do have cards that banish cards like yuna and everything maybe then a cool like fire water unideck would be really good that like your like your cards have banished like this card deals 3k plus plus one thousand more for every card that's banished on your opponent's side or something like that like i think that's a really cool mechanic that they could use but we'll see and damage anyway because damage you can only have six
0: yeah cool Thanks for that. I'm sorry, I turned off. I'm not going to lie. I I don't actually know what you just said. But yeah, I really appreciate it. I hate
1: you. I actually just hate you. I just We're just going to end this with I hate you. Alright, guys. The best I could
2: come up with would be something to uh, use your remove from the game pile in Fire. That would make at least Cloud Legend and uh, Bad Dark Lord playable. Yeah,
1: like having all these cards banished and then you can't use them. It's such a cool idea. Or even like a card that has an effect where it's like, pay this amount of CP, choose your cards and banish, shuffle them into your deck.
2: No, make it a backup. Two CP, you can play one uh, card from your Remove from Game Pile each turn. For its normal um, CP cost. Yeah. So it would be broken, sure. But it also needs setup and time. or,
1: Or even you can play the top card of your Top card of your um, banish zone. Like, because obviously, I don't know if yeah, you play or something. It. Yeah, just something that, make, that makes it so that you're not just wasting your time banishing cards for you to do nothing.
0: I feel like we talk about fire so much on the podcast, that we should just do a spin off where we just literally talk about, like, fire and how to improve. I think, it, I think we should do that. Really going tank. Is, like.
1: I even have the sickest name for it Fire Nazo's Corner. That's Wait, what. How is, that, how is that a sick name? That's incredibly Shut average up. and unoriginal, dude. You're on. You're on original and average and ugly. sharp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Anyway, uh, yeah. Sorry. Last one thing. Uh, I've been asked. I think I've asked this cast a couple of times. Patrick, as as a guest of today's episode, is there any uh, question you would like to ask me, or me, or Rob? It could be serious, funny, whatever you like.
2: What would you guys like to see for the next season being implemented into the tournament scene? be it another tournament series like the Crystal Cup or make it all best of three, whatever.
0: I mean, Rob, you've done the best of three stuff, right? And you're not super keen on it, actually, I think, from the grand opens?
1: Yeah, the best of three is cool and all, but it's not cool. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's nice, but without like having like a side... Side deck or something. It's just I guess I'm playing the same game again Basically, and I hope I draw better than my opponent the second time around or something like that I, Like
0: I think as far as events I'd like to do I just like more things Uh, Like the Japan Cup that has a lot of variety I mean like it doesn't have to be a series It can just be one or two events throughout the year because they, it was very taxing playing that event Especially with three days you could easily uh, cut it down to into, into a two-day kind of thing but just having like two decks draft just comes kind, of kind of extra stuff like i really feel like the more i play this game and the more fire becomes ever more useless i want more reasons to use the colors that just aren't getting the support like you know water always gets support it's always relevant wind is slowly you know not slowly it's been rapidly growing in power over the past few sets ice is just always there there's these three elements that always seem to be good and then three that are kind of depending on what support they get so more more two deck formats would be nice more draft i think would be helpful just just i don't know to teach people an extra skill set to help move more products so i think yeah extra more japan cup formats and uh yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I don't I don't don't need anything particularly special. Just more reasons to use different cards and play in different ways. It's just a lot more refreshing. Rob, any any any, any other thoughts?
1: No, I think I agree. I, I like more Japan things. Maybe we'll finally see title format be used. Oh
0: no, no, dude, that. No. <laughs> it's okay, dude. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny because every time someone says tile format, a puppy dies. Ralph, <laughs> Have
0: you even played tile format?
1: I looked at it one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Choice, yeah. And I decided to play break the rules, so yeah. you
0: know. Yeah, I don't but... think I don't think it's exactly about the uh, like the format itself. I think just having more more variation is good. I think the crystal cups this year were good, and it also just the way the draft has worked clearly. I mean, however many wind earth there were in the tournament maybe they just weren't the best players and then just this sort of crumbled in draft and testing extra skills yeah I just I don't know as much as like for example Patrick you don't like the way how Europe has to do the European Championship I like I, I, I've i always liked the idea of having to do consistently well throughout the year at you know all those sort of major events and really earn it when you do do well at, at the big events I just I don't know anything that I feel like It's more of an achievement rather than just playing one deck and getting lucky and winning as many rounds as possible. It's just. Yeah, I agree on
2: that. But uh, it actually is just get lucky twice and fly to worlds. I mean, how is it. For example, how was Joshua last year not qualified for worlds? How is that even possible? Uh He won like everything besides the world qualifier.
0: Uh, He performed, yeah. Well, yeah, he he won some Spring Cups, yeah.
2: Yeah, a lot of tournaments at least. There's no one that can tell me that he didn't deserve to be qualified for Worlds. I mean, he did a great job commentating them, but he should should have been able to play in it after the strong performances throughout the year. The problem I have with the European Championships is that it just feels like a glorified Loser's Cup for no reason whatsoever people from different countries get the direct qualification for Worlds. When the nationals weren't open, you had to perform consistently at least at two events to fly to Worlds already. That's the same it is right now, just that I don't get the qualification for some reason other people get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's ever going to be a way to do it ideally. Like the same thing you could say about Joshua, you could say about a lot of people in like, yeah. North America, all over the world, too. yeah, probably deserve... Yeah, but have,
2: this, have the same standard for everyone in the world. If six people from the Japanese nationals, for example, go to worlds, have if, if six people go from the French nationals go to worlds, and from the North American nationals and the UK nationals.
0: Yeah, this whole talk about uniformity, we could be here for hours because it's been tried yeah. and it just hasn't quite uh, quite been managed. But, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, a topic for a different day. And, uh, so, yeah
2: fire exclusive podcast
0: yeah fire exclusive podcast yeah where you just go if you're just having a bad day and you need a smile you could just hear robbie p talking about fire cards and just realize that you know what no matter how bad your day is rob's day is probably worse (laughs) i think he's died again
1: my day is is always worse man you don't want to live in the day of a guy that wants fire to be good you know what i used to play fire in opus one that's what (laughs) makes me (laughs) sad. If I you was good enough nice this one. Baham- <laughs> do you know? Do you know what, how how upset it was? How how nice it was to Bahama your opponent, and when they thought they came back, you were like, ha, "Nerd, second Bahama incoming!" Like, I even you, you
0: remember when I, when we were playing Bahama in Wind War? Yes, yeah, see, that's how good are the days dude. was.
1: These guys used to play Chaos and bah- so just so they could play Bahama in their Wind Water deck. Like, winning wasn't enough with triple Mel, <laughs> they were like, "No, I need Bahamut to just make sure my opponent." never wants to come play this game again and now you can't even play that card it was like one of the first legend summons and look at it now just rusting and dusting in like a box somewhere because you can't play anymore i got mine signed by And what are they doing now nothing <laughs> nothing i don't even know where they are that's how bad it is man man uh, all right okay save fire save fire unite yeah 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 hashtag
0: make fire create again whatever anyway if we don't if we don't wrap up now we're actually never going to wrap up so uh yeah thank you very much for patrick for agreeing to be on and uh talking about eindhoven and his experiences and you know putting up with rob an hour and a half i feel like i need to thank every guest for that like it's actually yeah you're actually just rude (laughs) thanks patrick and thanks thanks rob you know it's it's you know it's you always test me that's that's important you know i feel challenged when i'm on a podcast with you you know and that—it's mean, like, that like, very who, rewarding to reach one. the end without you know losing all my hair so
1: yeah I've noticed you're starting to get a little bit more bold every time I see you but yeah. you know yeah age some would call that wisdom yeah others would call that stress
0: yeah I think it's just stress dude yeah anyway all
1: right thank you very
0: much everyone for listening uh and we'll see you uh whenever we next uh do do an episode I guess yeah uh say goodbye everyone
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Take care, guys. Stay cool.